Hey everybody, welcome to episode 53 of Founders Gyan, where we bring you the inspiring story of a startup and the founders behind the same. This week our guests are Mayank Panka and Purnank Prakash, the founders of Tacnic, that is T A C N I K.com. This is a platform that aims to be a one-stop solution for all your gaming needs. We'll get into this in more detail on the show. We also get into some details about how they used data analytics for their own startup to scale it up to where they are now and some tips on how you can use the same too. Also do check out the show notes over at founders.gyan.com/ep53 for links to all that we talk on the show. Finally stick around till the end of the show to hear some questions about IP registration for startups. This segment is brought to you by our good friends over at Marcas. All right, let's get on with the show now. Okay, today's guest on the show are two young entrepreneurs, Purnank Prakash and Mayank Bhaka. They are the founders of Tacnic, T A C N I K, a gaming rental portal. Purnank is the head of product and strategies and UI developer at Tacnic, while Mayank is the head of business and marketing. Thank you so much guys for taking a break from playing games and joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Ram. It's a pleasure, Ram. Okay, first things first, let's clear this out of the way before we get into anything else uh what's your favorite game uh fifa hands down same yeah fifa so yeah. it's our routine actually at the end of the day after all the work is done we play fifa okay great <laughs> i used to be a gamer when i was young and these days i don't get the time to play games much because my daughter jumps in and she says she wants to play <laughs> she doesn't know how to play so i i used to grow up on a very unhealthy dose of uh, doom uh, doom and wolf 3d that's oh, okay. that used to be my entry into games and then i played all sorts of games right from uh, i used to play all those test drive on the pc <laughs> if you guys uh, remember test drive 2 test drive 3 These are all much, much before graphics and things like that. So I used to be a big gamer. Um, It seems to be before NFS most wanted to. Yes, right? yes, yes. It's okay. much, much before that. Uh, road rash times, I suppose. Road rash, much before road rash. Oh, okay. These are nineties and early two thousand. I'm talking nineties, late nineties okay. is when I'm talking about. So that tells us about the history of gaming, mm. like that gaming is in Indian culture already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I mean. Uh, uh i very clearly remember this site uh, you guys uh, should check it out if you don't know the underdogs there's a website called the underdogs uh, it keeps changing from .net .org whatever okay uh it has a listing of hundreds or maybe thousands of classic games oh. all types of games right from uh, genre a to genre z i don't so know so why it has like uh, you can buy games from there or? no it's more of a review site Okay. Uh some of these games don't have copyrights so there are download links other games you can look at the pictures and if you're mm-hmm. interested go and google and <laughs> search for the games. True, true. Uh but most of these you can't play on your PC these days mm-hmm. uh because so uh, your PC is way too fast so you might need some true. emulators or whatever. Um uh, so enough with <laughs> talking about games yeah, let's get into your background quickly. Okay. Uh tell us about your background. both of you can just uh, take a minute or so uh, before we get into the more juicy stuff yeah uh, so uh, uh, i myself uh, yeah be, uh, both of us are pass outs of nit trichy uh, i did it in civil engineering while uh, he has a com- computer science background uh, i hail from delhi brought, brought up there and uh, he's from varanasi so yeah and uh, so other than that uh, like previously we were when we were college uh, so we had a small venture there so we used to sell t-shirts so that time we had that entrepreneurial bug so when we came to bangalore when our job got us here then we were like having a couple of beers together and we thought like we have this thing in ourselves so might give it a chance and we have been pro gamers from our college times so we always like whenever we get time we try our hands on fifa counter strike road rash anything so Uh, so while having those couple of beers we uh, the idea struck okay fine we can do something in this gaming world and from there we started uh, talking about it and this idea came up okay let's uh, tell our listeners about the concept of technic mm-hmm. uh, what is the name mean 
first of all okay. and uh, yeah. what explain to our listeners ha so a uh, technique is basically derived from the sanskrit word technique or even the english word technique uh, the idea behind uh, technique or technique uh, by definition is to do something in the most appropriate or way where you save time energy and your resources and ensuring the best efficiency so that is so how you know example is playing fifa in your shots <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 so here here we have to go in further for deep yeah okay so gaming is not about just installing into your system and playing it you should know the basics of gaming the hints in that uh, how to play it more efficiently so that you can beat other gamers hacks okay. <laughs> maybe great and and also yeah uh, uh, explain to our listeners uh, what you guys do i mean rentals selling of games uh, etc right so yeah so initially we started with renting out uh, games consoles uh, and televisions so because we noticed that a lot of people wanted to rent out consoles but couldn't because they didn't have a television so we started uh, you know television in, in the sense for the games yeah just for the consoles it's hdmi yeah hdmi ha 32 inch led tv uh, you can't rent it uh, separately just the television so uh, and uh, i'll give you a little background how we started sure. so uh, when like punang said said when our jobs got us to bangalore you know we decided that we ha we, we should continue gaming we were playing it there in college uh, so we bought a console a ps3 uh, through olx uh, reason being the console Those are a little on the expensive side. Plus, there are after purchase expense of buying each game. And so when you have forty thousand salary, you can't buy forty thousand consoles. <laughs> you are you guys are officially my enemy because I I never played PS3. I always used to like Xbox. Oh, we will take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Afterwards, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, now we have a perspective for both. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, we have to we have to duke that out. Okay, surely. Go on. So uh, you bought the. Huh, we bought a PS3 and uh, we got a game FIFA 15. So, but the problem was that the console uh, had some issues and it broke only after a couple of weeks of the purchase. Wow, okay. uh, it had some HDMI connectivity problem or something like that. So we contacted the seller, but uh, he denied taking any responsibility for it. And, you know, we were left stranded. We made an investment and now it stands nothing. Uh, we contacted him. He hmm. denied any responsibility and then it struck. कि हाँ देर इजेंट एनी सोल्यूशन फॉर द गेमर्स आउट देयर हु वॉन्ट टू प्ले वेन दे मूव टू अ न्यू सिटी और इवन इफ इन जनरल दे आर स्टेइंग इन द सेम सिटी यू कांट देर नो प्लेटफॉर्म वे यू कैन रेंट आउट कंसोल्स एंड द गेम्स एंड पीपल आर गोइंग टू गेमिंग लाउंजेस एंड प्लेइंग ऑन एन आर्ली बेसिस सो people need affordability and convenience you know and it's a, a gamers are a really passionate bunch of folks yeah. so uh, that is when you know uh, then that incident came up that we were having a couple of beers and we decided yeah okay this is something we really want to do plus there was a uh, inbuilt passion uh, within us for the, uh, the game so that just was like you know a trigger or a catalyst and moreover we found out that the retirement age of a gamer in india is 21 years Wow. And, and <laughs> like me, <laughs> I I retired a little late. I think. And uh, in America, if you find out, it's thirty-five years the retirement age. Not the retirement age. This is the average. Age. Average. Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. So yeah. what happens here is that people don't know about it. So in college, when you are there, people talk about Counter Strike, FIFA, and everything. But when you come to job, nobody talks about like, did you play this game? No, nobody talks about that because there no enough information about it. When you also go to a local vendor and talk to him, uh, Bhaiya, uh, do you have any game which I uh, can play? This month so he has not about it he said okay fine uh, i have three games of 4000 rupees so like that he will answer you so he won't tell you exactly the name of the game so that when we thought already people who want to game they don't have enough resources to play there is no rental platform or even from a store if they can uh, go and just play there and come back like gaming lounges i'm saying right. so if there are gaming lounges they cost you like uh, 200 rupees per hour so if right. you're playing there for 5 hours then it's already 1000 rupees right. and uh, the people who wants to game they don't have any platform to know about it so igm being an international platform is not much famous in india so then we thought this is a, exactly a problem in our ga- indian gaming culture and we have to do something about it okay excellent uh, fun fact like uh, i kind of struck me when my you're talking about uh, uh, how gamers uh, are passionate about their uh, uh, their uh, things uh, 
So I was in Australia and I bought um, my Xbox console there hmm. and I carried it all the way back to India <laughs> in my luggage uh, because it was very expensive. Like you say, in Australia it was like two fifty dollars, which is roughly about twelve thousand five hundred. But I think the same Xbox uh, three sixty, I believe, yeah. uh, here is twenty five thousand or something. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, I think yeah, you are right that gamers are really a passionate bunch and true. They are like, uh, to the core. Sorry, to, to the, the core. core. To the yeah. core. Yes, exactly. Uh, now let's uh, talk about um, inventory. Mm-hmm. So, how did you manage the inventory when you started the whole thing? Obviously, you just touched on the very fact that a console is very expensive. But if you have to rent out consoles and games, uh, you can't just have one console. Uh, mm-hmm. You should have like some kind of inventory. So, oh, talk to us through that process. How how did you guys manage to build the inventory? Okay, I I'll say a point here which you might not uh, like. Uh, the thing was that uh, since uh, we were bootstrapped, we started with our savings, so we couldn't afford to you know get all the inventory at the same time. Right. So therefore, and being biased towards PlayStation, <laughs> <laughs> okay. we st- we started with uh, four P- uh, PlayStation four con- uh, PlayStation consoles, uh, two each of PS3 and PS4, and uh, we listed out all the games on the website. Uh, we had only a few of them. but we didn't put uh, the rest of them out of stock the idea was uh, to uh, procure the games when our demand uh, arrives right. so we had uh, you know uh, uh, we had some sources i mean we had contacted people local vendors uh, shops and uh, even if we had to uh, make a loss uh, at that particular time the idea was to uh, get a game on demand so we took a time period of 4 hours so uh, on the website people can place an order after 4 uh, hours uh, so like for example if it's 12 o'clock then any time after 4 we can deliver so within those 4 hours uh, we used to arrange those games and deliver to the people and that is how you know we started building the inventory getting games on demand okay so basically the site uh, which was uh, our mvp most viable product was had just the products listed there you mm-hmm. can put dates calculate your rent and once you're satisfied okay i can pay this much amount then you can give us a call we'll take your order offline and then we're used to deliver mm-hmm. so idea then was to just test our idea if gamers are interested in this or not so mm-hmm. once we found out a good amount of traction people are actually interested about it so and we can't take so many calls uh, orders on calls so th- that's when we decided to have a fully automated site okay. so okay so let's let's talk about this ideation process so uh, obviously you guys we drank in a bar and so <laughs> came up with this idea um, but talk 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 to us about the execution so uh, you just touched on it uh, purnank about um, uh, how you just had a site and manual orders the process but uh, you guys were talking mm-hmm. and you decided okay this is a good idea so what did you do to test the waters so as to speak before investing in four consoles and uh, uh-huh. how did you promote the site basically yeah so uh, this is uh, you know the drink wala incident is the time of uh, july i suppose yeah, july. and then uh, yeah we really liked the idea we were enthusiastic so uh, there are four of us uh, as you might know so we took uh, responsibilities and started uh, validating the idea we used to go to stores uh, and you know catch people in front of it and talk to them ki ha okay uh, how much do you spend annually on a in gaming what what games do you have what do you do after you're done with a game uh, if you don't own a console how do you play games and then we uh, you know collected a lot of relevant information and started creating an idea or a business model around it uh, that is how we started uh, and then uh, in these two months time purnank and ishan started developing a very basic uh, website just to test uh, the idea and then in uh, september and october you know we resigned uh, our, our jobs and uh, in november on diwali last year so it's 11/11 mm-hmm. we uh, launched the website uh, we used to with the four consoles that i'm talking about and then we used to deliver the product ourselves which further gave us the opportunity to talk to the customers and get uh, again insights how much are they willing to pay to you know uh, play on a rented console mm-hmm. uh, what sort of games do they like uh, 
yeah and then uh, we started uh, adding features to the website so yeah one point that we noted uh, was that uh, people wanted to so uh, let's say a customer rented a console and an rpg game uh, and he rented it for two days but couldn't finish it mm. so he told me that uh, yeah i want to extend my order rental order what am i supposed to do so later at, uh, you know when we automated the website we made sure that we had that feature of uh, ex- an extend order button where people can increase the rental period and uh, there were, there's a strip uh, indicate uh, indicating the you know pricing price, price different days if you are renting uh-huh. product so actually our algorithm works in the sense that as you increase your rental period the pricing eventually will come down for a per day basis right so that's where uh, the extend order facility gives a, a push to the gamers to extend their order mm-hmm. so if they they're thinking that i have paid already s- uh, 700 bucks for 7 days and if i increase it for one more day it will cost me just 10 rupees mm-hmm. so they'll you go for it, it. and right. also is a beneficial thing because being a gamer you'll also realize that you cannot predict uh, ahead that you will be com- finishing this game up in 5 days mm-hmm. you cannot be sure right. so here a user gets the f- uh, benefit of choosing it for minimum days from his side and then he can extend it as much as he wants okay uh, so one question i think uh, that uh, i think everybody would be very interested in knowing is uh, how did you guys uh, get the games out in front of uh, sorry get your website and your company in front of customers okay, okay. you did a lot of market research catching people mm-hmm. uh, did you use the same technique to Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Stumbled on the answer. Okay. Uh-huh. So. Uh, I mean that was the go to market strategy we uh, see uh, the crowd of gamers is very niche very very niche i mean not every person will be gaming people are sometimes people are not uh, you know at all interested and then they feel like uh, gaming is for kids uh, no they not feel like gamers should be put in a separate ah, tree, tree exactly prison. so <laughs> wastage of time money resources and all all those uh, you know uh, hypocrites maybe <laughs> so uh, like we went to an event uh, to pre- uh, present our idea and we got the feedback from uh, an, an older elderly, per- elderly person he said that why are you ruining our uh, current generation so uh, this is this is just a waste of time <laughs> so like that so those feedback is the get. sort of mindset people have and you know uh, but uh, to tell you one yeah. thing uh, these uh, reviews are uh, separate but we have 60 plus reviews on our on our facebook page all our five stars so that gives support to yeah go ahead with mm-hmm. this. Right, but coming back to the question, uh-huh. I think. Uh, so sorry, uh, we started. We you know, yeah. uh, we we were actually standing in front of the stores, distributing pamphlets. We uh, saw that okay, these are the hotspots for gamers. You know, gaming lounges, cafes, and uh, uh, shops. CEX, hmm. for example, we used to stand there, uh, distribute pamphlets, stuff, posters. Initially, that outside is outside Twide and Indranagar also. Huh. Okay. So all these uh, places, places where we could, you know, find the right crowd, colleges, schools, uh, right in front of them, the bakeries. Uh, that is where we uh, stuck some posters, which got us nice. the initial, mm-hmm. uh, you know, traction, and then uh, things started taking off from there uh, because word of mouth has done wonders for us. Uh, okay. Because people talk, right? And if you are providing a real good customer satisfaction, plus a gamer really likes you, then he'll definitely go out and tell your friends. Right. So uh, and and a lot of times, you know, uh, people order multiple player game, multiplayer games. Uh, they are offering. Uh, uh, they've ordered four controllers, and we see that next time one of the other controller guy has ordered ordered from us at his address. So if you're having a gaming party at your home, you're calling your friends. So that time, my friend will ask how you got this console at your place. Uh-huh. So you'll tell him I got it from Tacken.com. Then you'll again order from his wow. place. Yeah, nice, nice. Word, nice. Ma- word of mouth ha- has. Very nice. I think uh, uh, I'm not sure about this. Maybe you guys can um, confirm or deny this. But I think in a niche market, hmm. uh, word of mouth uh, is very powerful to, uh, than yeah. in a uh, than in a general market because hmm. in a niche market, so gamers like. uh frequent certain forums certain mm. places True. and i think word of mouth uh, is very powerful so to uh, validate this validate this thing i can tell you uh, the sponsorship money in esports gaming events is huge like it goes in millions because ubisoft cannot come and put a holding there in bangalore that uh, uncharted 4 is coming out he has to target up certain uh, group of people so that's why they invest or sponsor the gaming events 
so there actually the people are so that's uh, just i'm giving an example how niche is the market so they have to go to a certain gaming event to promote their company mm-hmm. so right. yeah it is niche right okay great and uh, uh, two things uh, the cost of rentals could you give us just an approximate uh, idea of how much it will cost to rent a console or uh, uh, again if there are any gamers listening out there i'm sure you you're going to get some customers sure, sure. they don't okay. have their own console so uh, maybe just give us an approximate idea of the how much it will cost to rent rent this out and second thing i noticed on your site that you don't really have a security deposit or anything so how do you handle damages so initially we had a security deposit but i'll come to that later so uh, we have uh, you know the rentals are uh, uh, the prices are kept in uh, you know uh, what's the word uh, stated keeping in mind uh, the affordability for the customer so uh, we start renting out games uh, at 129 uh, sorry 99 rupees yeah ha we start uh, games started rupees 99 console is for what uh, ps3 is for 499 uh, same is for uh, xbox 360 ps4 uh, is uh, 699 hmm, 699 okay. so that's okay. i mean that's really cheap given that people are already spending uh, the same amount of money for a couple of hours in gaming lounges right, and, and you don't need to travel anywhere huh, Plus, and moreover we want to be competitive in pricing we want to uh, the platform which is giving you the best prices in the market mm-hmm. so that's why we compare our prices with other platforms from where they can get this thing mm-hmm. and we keep it below that also okay so right now it's uh, our platform is all about getting as many gamers we can okay and, and, and uh, the security deposit yeah Uh, so initially we had a security deposit 3500 for a ps3 5000 for a ps4 uh, but uh, we saw that uh, you know a lot of people came to the website registered even added the products to the cart Uh, but didn't check out didn't place an order so we uh, punank here uh, since he is the head of uh, customer support as well he you know called the, the those customers up and asked them ki why haven't you placed an order and we noticed that major chunk of that uh, proportion were students and uh, those were aged about what 14 to 15 years uh, living here in bangalore so they couldn't afford to pay that sort of uh, you know the security uh, it's really hard to convince your parents uh, that i want a 5000 rupees security just to play games for a couple of days so that is when we decided that okay we'll uh, tighten the other aspects of security but at the same time uh, get rid of uh, the deposit, yeah, deposit. Uh, so in that case what we did is that uh, now we uh, collect the id a picture of the id proof and their uh, local address right. so that that has done fairly for us so and far and we also have a declaration form where we have all the policies and they have to sign it right. and we also have uh, we attach that with their photo id to keep the proof that this so, customer so any damages address. can be collected yeah. if exactly. so i think uh, that um, uh, the part you mentioned about people adding things to the cart and then not uh, hmm. uh, checking out i think uh, that ties in nicely with uh, data. what yeah data analytics and the importance of data analytics uh, that uh, we are going to talk about mm-hmm. uh, so let's uh, start with uh, uh, what kind of analytics do you track maybe or, or whatever seems to be the best way to start with you know so do you, what do you guys think is a good starting point For Firstly, we like to uh, you know tell the customers, uh, you know individual users as well as the you know early stage startups, uh, what exactly analytics is. Yeah, we'll and, start with that. Uh, and uh, how how why is it useful? Why everyone should do it? And why customers shouldn't really be afraid of uh, the word data and privacy? Uh, Sorry, customer, you mean uh, the listeners? The in- individual yeah, listeners. users. Uh, if they are giving some data to our website so there yeah. shouldn't be oh okay okay yeah. like that okay. the end user in sharing his yeah. personal information yeah so yeah apna you can yeah so i would like to start here that the data which we are using here for the privacy i'll tell you uh, we are taking just the email id the phone number and the address and uh, we are also tracking what are the games you are looking at our website so mm-hmm. just give you a better recommendation mm-hmm. so next time when you come to our website you don't have to go through because we have a huge inventory of games like over 500 games you can't scroll all the games mm-hmm. to see Correct. so as per your previous uh, viewing we recommend you the games so you might be interested in these games mm-hmm. so that saves a lot of time for the consumer and also it is profitable for us so that uh, we 
see a, a lesser number of clicks to place the order because right. they have already on their page that this uh, this is the product which I am going to Similar like. Similar to what Amazon does, you know, yeah. when you are right. browsing through, uh, yeah. they show you recommendations. So that all of that is data driven and data is basically, uh, analytics is basically collection of data right. and then uh, putting uh, it organizing it and making uh, getting useful insights out of it right. uh, those insights which you can you know implement and convert into strategies and uh, then you know uh, so convert it into a build measure learn loop yeah right so i'll tell you our current uh, what we are doing so uh, it has been some seven eight months so we have a good number of users on our platform so presently what we're doing is we are collecting the data turning into an information base then setting up kpis like key performance indicator and uh, according to that we are setting up our online strategy that how we should change our website or marketing how we should do right so uh, but a lot of our users might be also founders of a company or thinking about it so i would like to share uh, our story our roadmap right. how we started the data analytics and right. how we used to do it previously so uh, Previously, what we were just an early stage startup. We had very few users, mm. so at that time it was not possible for us to do the traditional analysis. And right. the users were so less that you cannot uh, get a data which is significantly mm. uh, gives you a test. The, uh, the sample size sample is, uh, size is very, very small. Yeah, very small. So uh, at that time, uh, what what is important to do is individual user analysis mm. because uh, people miss out on a uh, lot of things. So if you, uh, people what they do is if they have lesser number of customers, they would call the customer trend ask them uh, what you forgot like uh, why you did not place the order was there any issue but instead of that the more profitable or more uh, efficient approach is to do the individual user analysis in which uh, like there are three four things which a uh, uh, startup has to keep in mind is that first thing if you are doing individual user analysis then if a customer is coming to your website and you have put some feature he's doing the whole transaction but he's not using that particular feature x that means you should uh, you are not uh, giving the value proposition of that particular feature so there is something lacking in you and second point which we are uh, doing is that uh, if a customer is cancelling the order the same with the shopping cart so we found out that so we previously asked to the customer why did not play, they did not place the order so the answer was that they did not get the time but what we found out that people are adding products in shopping cart and they're not placing the order because of the security deposit as soon as we remove the security deposit parameter from there they started placing the orders the those same customers the started placing the order so that time uh, we uh, it was not like that we were not talking to our customers we were talking to our customers and we were also doing the individual user analysis to get a holistic picture of whole thing to make a complete picture of how our user looks uh, as uh, who is using our platform yeah because uh, at times you know individual uh, but at the same time you know when the user base starts to grow uh, individual uh, user analysis would uh, be of lesser important uh, reasons being uh, and uh, at the same time talking to customer does not make sense because a customer might share share with you a surface level picture with you like okay right. i went to this and i did i did that i did that but you won't know the microscopic level of it and uh, you know what uh, users have a very bad memory they'll tell you ki ha i went there and then this happened but right. they wouldn't tell you right. ki ha okay what part did they miss and all of that stuff so i so they actually believe that they did that uh, right. but while talking to them that might not be the real case There's something else would have happened and they are just telling you right. from whatever right. they can recollect right so 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 let me let me just uh, throw in a question here now uh, from what i understand uh, data analytics uh, is kind of a different beast when it's an early stage startup with True. very less uh, users where you have to focus on each individual's actions versus when your number of users become, become bigger yeah, then you look at then you have a bigger sample size mm-hmm. so uh, what are the various tools that you kind of use yeah. uh, is it the same tool that you can use at both the both the scenarios or is it like a different tool uh, what would you recommend our Um, startups to start using surely surely and uh, before i come to the part of the softwares i would like to tell that uh, uh, being an early stage startup it's very necessary to do individual analysis customer support and as well also uh, do uh, uh, discuss the idea among the team members also so how they are thinking about it and then uh, working on a feature and then talking to users if 
if you if that feature is already not on the website so this is the first thing they could right. do if they are a early stage startup and if uh, as their user base increases they can go for the softwares like uh, heap google analytics then flurry is there and then cloud.io is there so we are working on all these four platform but still none of them are finalized we are still uh, up with google analytics which we started with but we are currently implemented heap through which we are getting the data so that is helping us in so so uh, all these are free free tools or? yeah uh, so as uh, your user base increases there might uh, there, there might be some tiered charges so, huh, but right now if you are at the early stage uh, it will be free for you okay heap is it heap heap yeah. okay and heap or google analytics cloud google analytics i suppose yeah, everybody it's already knows. everybody knows cloud.io and flurry, and flurry. Okay. okay and one more thing a mix panel is also a good option okay so uh, these are things which they can use to do it and uh, moreover uh, i would like to add few things here that whenever you are doing the data analytics part uh, keep in mind that how your user is behaving to the website and what market you want to target Mm-hmm. Uh, if those two things are not in sync then there is something wrong in mm-hmm. whatever the data can you explain uh, what yeah. market you want to target so see uh, supposedly uh, if we are marketing to a target of kids right so from age of 15 to 20 right so our whole current market campaign is going through that only right but secondly we have uh, uh, data analytics which is showing us that the users which are coming on our platform are early stage people right those who are interested in renting only but in the marketing what we are doing is we are targeting kids and we are promoting buy right so these two things have to be in place right. so whatever you are taking feedback from the user analysis that has to be in the marketing as well right so this is the thing i, I want like people who are working on the analytics part right now to keep in their mind and that is where data cleaning comes in i mean yeah. uh, you know that is actually ideally the first step of uh, doing the whole data analytics you first clean the data uh, remove the irrelevant folks uh, out of there you know the outliers and all of that so if you uh, like uh, punang said uh, if you want to do it uh, for just for the kids very simple write a query age between this and that hmm. so that is how you clean the data and then find the relevant deep data mining is the term right. so you do that if you like the show do follow us on facebook and twitter the link is www.facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan both these provide you daily tips and articles as well as resources to help and inspire your startup there are multiple tips per day some examples of these tips would be articles on the latest startups growth hacking tips how do you build team for startups how to get funding etc so don't forget facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan where, where can we learn more about this? how did you guys uh, learn about this Uh, techniques of data analytics so this is an uh, iterative process so we started with uh, google analytics only my job <laughs> yeah so he actually used to do uh, business analysis uh, previously okay. his job uh, okay. one and a half years of experience uh, okay but supposing we have people who who are going to start right yeah who don't have this as a background there what, are a lot of like, uh, uh, you can take courses on coursera.org people might be aware of that and right. then there are a couple of books as well for uh, especially for data analysis uh, uh, to name a few uh, my personal favorite is uh, moneyball uh, there's a movie based on that moneyball yeah. Yeah, yeah brad pitt's Brad Pitt. uh, so, yeah, so yeah. it's actually based on based on a no- novel called moneyball right. uh, where you know a manager of a club uh, baseball club uh, builds a team out of scratch uh and the players are have been termed as useless by the other managers and the big companies uh, uh, because of this uh, some flaws you know action of throwing the ball but uh, this guy has a manager who you know uh, data analytics. use the uh, use data analytics to uh, find the conditions that okay in these uh, circumstances uh, this player can add a real value to the team right but moneyball is a fiction right or is it Does it really help yeah, you it understand does, it does. how to no, use data no. analytics? Uh, it's it's it'll actually uh, make you fall in love with analytics. Okay. Uh, it's it it won't tell you how to uh, do data right. analytics, yeah. okay. but it will tell you. Do, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll start with Moneyball to fall in love with analytics. Yeah. Yeah. And then to and implement it in a practical way. 
डिस्कवर all of that my sql so and then right all these are based on languages and you can learn right. those and languages. for us i'll tell you like how we started data analytics so previously uh, obviously the user base was less we launched our website on the first day so we linked it with the google analytics to see oh god users are coming five users are okay. currently online so that was a very good feeling so from there onwards we started catching other numbers okay fine the users are going to these pages mm-hmm. so i personally don't have any background in uh, data analytics i am a coder only so he has some background but uh, my personal journey through data analytics was i was looking at the google analytics the and seeing numbers are fascinating yeah numbers are fascinating <laughs> when uh, you are saying someone crossing this benchmark of placing the order like if the checkout page is crossed then one benchmark we have crossed already right. so uh, those uh, those things we you get uh, by interacting through google analytics right. so so that was our uh, early phase right very very recently only i i kind of uh, stumbled upon this like uh, on uh, google analytics you can actually set goals yeah. and when people can people check out huh. uh, you can see yeah. the conversion rate and things like that you can uh, it's it's a huge tool obviously so there's a lot of uh, Uh, a lot of work required uh, and iterate it's an iterative process yeah it like is you guys mentioned uh, and and also new feature which is in beta stage in google analytics is cohort analysis where mm-hmm. you can uh, see uh, what is your retention growth rate oh, so if a okay. user is coming on the first day uh, did he come back on second day or and how many times did he come back on third day so you can over a period uh, of yeah. what is the lifetime value of a customer uh, okay. and, and, and with, nice. with that knowledge you can put actions on a website some new offer every three day three day because you are seeing that uh, after first day user comes to my website for three days and then he stops coming so for on right. first day and third day you can keep a action an action and then user will be triggered to use your website further so these are very small small points which you can read and uh, follow right. user behavior analysis right. right one 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 small question uh, i i i know about this because i do a little bit of data analytics myself for my uh, podcast and uh, uh, heat maps Uh, which tool do you use for heat maps? Is it yeah, useful yeah. to you guys? Uh, heat so uh, actually, I forgot to mention one of these things. Uh, so Clicktail is there, uh, mm. where you actually make uh, the whole video. Yeah. So heat maps will be there. So uh, the best part of that is, in, other than uh, pointing out heat maps, it also gives you a recording, like average recording of the session of a user, how user is interacting with your website. So if you get a video, you get a clear picture. Oh, uh, he clicked on the buy section, then he moved on to uh, adding that product into your cart. but he did not go to the product detail page of the uh, game to see the trailer so there might be some problem with that so mm. you can make your heat maps there and do the analysis uh, accordingly and change your ui uh, accordingly okay, okay. and uh, uh, how uh, how lightweight are these uh, plugins and tools uh, so they are actually lightweight so they have their own interface already they give you a snippet which you can put in all of your pages uh, that snippet gives them the data to their interface so so you use four five of these tools your website load speed no uh, see actually all those four five tools are not used currently so what we uh, ensure here in technic is that if one tool is there then there has to be another tool which is counteracting it so because you cannot trust uh, only a, one, one tool because there might be some change in the backend which is throwing only the good results which you want to see so there has to be another tool which is testing uh, the same data which you are uh, implementing right now to confirm so, yeah right. so right now uh, we keep on changing it to see like which one is the best so as of now we have google analytics heap and clicktail in so we have used okay. the free trials of all of yeah okay. <laughs> so as you know uh, Bootstrap startup has to go through all the tools to <laughs> <laughs> until the phase the product gets expired and you have to pay for it. <laughs> okay, uh, last question. I think it's 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 been great and uh, it's fascinating uh, learning about all these various tools. I'll try out some of them myself. Uh, uh, you mentioned that uh, recommendations, mm-hmm. right? So. Uh, what uh, what tool do you use to uh, generate these recommendations uh, supposing a user is browsing uh, uh that's so our own in house team okay okay it's so your own custom tool yeah it's it's uh, it's basically no tool will tell you that uh, it's uh, what what we're doing is we're collecting the data uh, i'll give you an example of okay. right. uh, so uh, let's say there are uh, two users on the website mayank and punank 
Alright, man comes to the website and uh, first time when he came, he ordered GTA. Right. Okay, uh, next time he came, uh, he ordered a similar game, uh, you know, an RPG. And so, uh, based on that, and Punang has been using the website for a while now. He's already right. played GTA, he's already played played the other games that I'm still checking out. Right. So, based on uh, his data, now... Uh, the business can club us together and right. say that okay these folks have similar interests they've right. been going to the uh, you know through the same uh, mm-hmm. phase so now let's uh, try and uh, see if Maya uh, we will recommend uh, Mayang some game that Punang has already played and if that intrigues Mayang right. so uh, they'll suggest me a game and if I click then that will be confirmation of the hypothesis that yeah similar people will have similar interests and right. that is how right. uh, you know and it's very works. important to uh, uh, record uh, the success rates right of these true. Uh, true. these, true. these, true. these right. so, uh, so otherwise it's, it's so, much useless uh, as you have much there is a one big uh, important part in a lean startup strategy book uh, that is build measure learn loop so we follow that so once we implement something uh, we take the data how user respond to it then we if it is successful we go ahead with that so like extend op- order option this is a big success for us so other than that there are several features we think of we implement it then we test uh, uh, the data our users how they are responding to it and then we make okay right. I just have one final question back on the same the tool so uh, obviously you, you mentioned that the database obviously you have to build based on different user profiles you have to create uh, but is there any uh, off-the-shelf tools available that kind of uh, like uh, is an engine to kind of uh, generate these recommendations uh, forget uh, the actual data I am feeding in the data or our startups are feeding in data say user X uh, buys this recommend Y also but is there something that will feed so, in this or is it supposed to be coded uh, see uh, actually I can't name a company which is doing this uh, as per their full time job but there are open source uh, codes available for it so if, you're, if you don't want to go through the pain of writing the full code you can look for open source codes for it so it's just an API free API which you can change the backend code according to your need and if you don't want to change it so you just have to pass few data through it and it will in the result it will give you the recommendation for a particular user okay so uh, thanks uh, for that uh, I think uh, that was very interesting and uh, kind of deep. Uh, let's talk about plans for expansion. So I did. Uh, you did mention that uh, you plan to conduct some gaming events. Events. Uh, yeah. Right? yeah. Is, is that on the cards? What, what's, what's kind of like your expansion plans? Um, so currently, uh, we're getting a foothold of you know uh, our business in Bangalore, um, and since our op- uh, you know business is really operationally extensive, we can't just. Uh, uh, expand to other cities and into other verticals overnight and it will take time uh, and I doubt if it will happen at all without funding in the next few years. Uh, so uh, the idea is that uh, we will currently uh, renting out games and selling out uh, games and consoles everything. Mm-hmm. So we will uh, keep the rentals of consoles limited to Bangalore for some time but uh, since our delivery for uh, games is outsourced. Uh, we'll soon, uh, you know, by the end of this quarter, I mean by the end of September, uh, we'll uh, start renting out and selling off games consoles to uh, other cities, uh, beta testing particularly in Delhi and Mumbai mm. and maybe by the end of March, uh, you know, we'll win all the metro cities. All the metro cities. Well, I'll tell you the reason why a console cannot be scaled to other places right away because uh, in the consoles, uh, the people who are renting console from us they don't have any gaming system at their place mm-hmm. they might be the newbies in the gaming world mm-hmm. so we make ensure from our side their experience is seamless so because mm-hmm. so that our, we ourselves go to their places set and up the set whole up thing the- then start the game and if he doesn't know about it then we play a game with him also mm-hmm. explain all the features and then and you have to see the customer face is really happy they're having the whole setup there and then we leave from there so we don't want to lose on that experience that the feeling which the customer the is giving customer us customer satisfaction we don't right. want to lose that so that's why 
we first want to have a foothold of consoles in Bangalore because rental of games uh, is, uh, is the, for the people who already have consoles, who already have experience. And plus, uh, when pe- people don't mind really waiting for a day to receive the game, mm-hmm. right? So it will be easy to uh, you know ship the games from here in Bangalore and right. it'll maybe reach them within two days. But uh, this can't be uh, the scalability for uh, consoles would be an issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and what about the gaming events? Uh, uh, yeah. So for gaming events, we've already been doing that for a while now. I mean, uh, we were launched in uh, November and we organized uh, an event in uh, December itself. Uh, it was through a friend. Uh, she works in New Sigma and then uh, uh, there was some annuity uh, there at New Sigma. So uh, she just pitched us and said that, okay, you guys can do this. And we talked to the HR and it was, you know, wonderful. We organized uh, mm-hmm. with the f- you got a very good feedback also. They, okay. they, they so so it's it. more of corporate events, right? Yeah, so not, not just not. corporates. We've done events at uh, Extreme Sports Bar. We've okay. done at uh, mm-hmm. Frank Anthony Public School here in Indranagar. Uh, I am Bangalore, IIC Bangalore. Okay. We've also done one Bangalore at, Airport. Uh, Bang- we have done. It was a 15 oh. day event, uh, oh. Oh. a part of yeah. their summer. Uh, Mercedes Benz office, we have uh, already. Okay, yes, be sir. sure to invite me for the sure, sure, next sure. event. Definitely. Sure, you know, yeah. uh, Free passes for you. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> but I, I, I probably need a little bit of training on FIFA or whatever the game yeah. that is. Oh, okay, no. We will na- invite you to our place someday and then we can have a sure. FIFA round. Great. Okay, we just have another two or three questions. I won't uh, keep you guys uh, too much time. So, um, uh, one question that I ask everybody is like their worst entrepreneurial moment. So, uh, you guys are just about a year old now, so do you have anything that stands out as a very uh, bad or down, very low point in your journey mm-hmm. and uh, the lessons you learned from that experience? Um, the uh, huh, I would like to share. Yeah, share your so uh, in uh, you know when the events were apart uh, took off in December and we had already uh, organized three more events in January so we were really enthusiastic about doing that so you know and uh, plus it generates a huge chunk of money so uh, in mid-feb we uh, had an idea that okay let's organize a uh, FIFA tournament for the city of Bangalore so you know we focused you know focused on the tournament and we talked to a couple of places where we can organize the tournament we start we even uh, got the pamphlets printed and uh, the prize money was you know announced and all of that Uh, but the problem was to gather the crowd so we were talking to people and not many people were uh, showing interest and then we had uh, the 50,000 mon- uh, worth of prize money so bringing in the money and the sponsorship was a big challenge so uh, at, uh, you know it was just not working out at the whole point of time and at the same time uh, the traction for uh, individual rentals started declining and uh, you know things were just fumbling uh, shattering uh, so uh, and then you know uh, the event was uh, the tournament was supposed to take place somewhere in uh, third week of march so and uh, just in the first week of march we decided okay no this is not something that we want to do right now because uh, we won't be able to do it uh, at a full scale and plus at the same time uh, we wouldn't be uh, you know doing justice to the rental part of the business uh, because it had already shown a decline in the uh, traction and uh, for a startup uh, decline in the traction is really really bad so that was uh, you know a breaking point and uh, but it was very enlightening in a manner that uh, that is when you know we sat down together and we realized that we want to do this we are really passionate about this but uh, let's not uh, get excited and try to do everything all at once uh, we'll have to uh, you know keep a focus be like a, a race horse a horse that has you know those things blinders. around him huh? mm-hmm. blinders and just focus on one thing and run in that direction channelize your energies for that so uh, then we dropped this idea and uh, we uh, ha- we were doing corporate events again uh, we did some events in uh, the IM event happened yeah. in April, I suppose, and then uh, this Bangalore airport one in May. May. But uh, 
we at that point of time we realized that ha huh, we need to keep focus and any startup uh, you know needs to focus on a single thing build a single thing at a time and then add value to it that okay. that is how you should prosecute because yes. trying to do uh, so many thing at a time i mean it's just like uh, you know keeping your foot in two ships at a time yeah that, that's a great point i think uh, startup should focus uh, yeah. you were about to share something was it the same incident or uh, no actually whatever men uh, told was actually obviously the highest point of the worst challenges we have faced as of now point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the thing is that uh, for me that was obviously the worst uh, decision we have taken as of now but still the daily uh, daily process goes like that uh, okay, so someone comes to you and says uh, this idea won't work uh, then you feel uh, bad inside but then you talk to your members they have believe in the idea and then you go ahead okay fine i want to do this this is this is my idea this is my company and i'll make this big and every time when you have this uh, mindset that this company is going to big something happens which uh, sets you back like uh, an investor coming and saying that this idea might not work this is uh, there is no not a big market for it so we take this as a challenge feel bad feeling bad is important because if you're not feeling bad then not w- uh, working the right direction so we feel bad about it we sulk for 2 3 hours and then we again go back to work and do something that in another week we feel good about ourselves right. okay we have faced that challenge and we have overcome that right. it's a it's a roller coaster right, right. yeah it is. thanks for sharing the case and also uh, i think our listeners are not aware of this but before the call we were just talking and uh, um before the interview recording mm-hmm. we were just talking and uh, obviously you shared about uh, some of your early investor uh, uh, meetings uh, where you went for some startup events and people are saying oh game gaming is not for everybody <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know so uh, i think uh, sticking to your idea and conviction i mean if you have conviction in your idea and sticking to that i think uh, is uh, key mm-hmm. uh, may not be all uh, you obviously need to make sure that there's a market but uh, i think sticking to your idea and guts is really crucial so i just have one uh, final question but uh, 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 one more kind of reflecting back question i would put it that way mm-hmm. um, so technic is one year old uh, and uh, if uh, given the uh, advances that uh, forget advances in technology obviously those are things that happen over the year Uh, but given that all that you have learned over the over the year, mm-hmm. uh, if there is one thing that you could do different, uh, if you start this today, mm-hmm. uh, is there anything that you would do different? What would it be? Uh, I would like to tell one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So previously, when we started uh, this startup and we're thinking about it, so obviously maturity comes through experiences. Mm-hmm. So we are now one year old in this startup thing, and we know what. thing we should do at what time mm-hmm. but at the beginning of the time when we are thinking about the idea uh, so we did not have any uh, traction or any uh, tangible product but we still went to talk to people or uh, uh, pitch so what actually people are doing at uh, this stage when they think about an idea they directly go to an investor and talk about it to raise money and then once they have the money they will go for implementing the product or whatever the idea is so that was our also mindset at that time but then we realized through failures like obviously if you have an idea go to talk to an investor he won't say that i'll invest uh, in your startup and that uh, actually uh, made us feel bad so why people are not funding us on this idea but then uh, we got matured we talked to other people we attended seminars we heard uh, uh, other people startups uh, founders talking about it and then we got to know no this is not how the process should work you should not run behind money you should run behind your idea you should run behind your customers and if the idea is good if customers are loving it then eventually everything will fall into places and and if there is investor and if you need investment then we'll get funding funding okay. and we realize this so that's why we are not in a hurry to raise any investment but just we are right now focused on customer satisfaction people should be happy they should talk about us 65 five uh, star review should go 6000 five star reviews so that's our target as of now okay <laughs> excellent i wish you uh, good luck with that uh, i'm sure um, the more five star reviews yeah we want uh, i'm sure it's like a domino effect right you know mm-hmm. you you get one good review the good reviews start yeah. and same with bad reviews you <laughs> one bad review you need to stop exactly. you need to find out what it is and stop the bad so uh before we move on to the final question how can our listeners get in touch with you obviously i will be putting the website uh, technic.com right? and our phone number second and uh, 
not really i'm just kidding yeah. uh, just think that it's all it is mm. uh, but if there's only one gun one oh, yeah one gun that you could give a uh, this this is like a bad thing right i mean founders gun and i'm not able to pronounce gun <laughs> so uh, okay if there's one gun this is one of those funny uh, books Events? you know funny yeah. moments oh. these books <laughs> This is a book that won't be talked about. <laughs> <anything there. laughs> so, if there's one gyan, only one gyan that you could give to our be founders, what would that be? I would like each of you to separately answer. Okay. Uh, since the theme uh, of you know the uh, today's interview was uh, importance of analytics, so uh, I would like to uh, tell all the founders out there that uh, make your decisions data driven. I mean, all of us uh, have opinions, but you know. Uh, there's no point unless they're validated so and it's not really uh, i mean uh, it's not really that hard to you know gather information and then make a sense out of it but if you do that uh, the amount of confidence that you'll have in what you are saying what you're doing uh, would be you know really high and the chances of success would increase drastically okay excellent i i just not able to get the quote for Uh, for everything else there is data right we trust in god but for everything else everything there is else there is data yeah. so okay great and purnak uh, uh, so uh, from my side uh, Uh, it won't be on a such a micro level i will give you a broader view about what i think about the startups uh, and many of the startup people won't agree with me but what i'm saying here is that uh, if your idea is not changing the culture then it's not worth so whatever you do like there are startup founders who are just doing same business because it already exists and they know that they can make money in it so obviously you can become become a big person you will become a big celebrity you have a lot of money but that satisfaction won't come inside that you have done something which is not uh, already in the market uh, the satisfaction which i get here in working with technic is that i am working on something which might change the culture how people are perceiving gaming in india so that i want so one day if uh, like more than uh, whatever the population is playing today uh, video games if uh, The, if double of that population is playing video games then i'll be really happy because that happened because of tacnic so okay. if you if you open a new food chain then people say okay fine this is a food chain this is a food chain and if you are working on an idea that is creating a culture people are like crazy about it then if you're not even earning a single penny you will be satisfied inside i'm working on something yes. big excellent excellent you, advice you want to say be different yeah be different be different okay excellent <laughs> Uh, on that note, we'll uh, close the interviews. Thank you so much once again, guys. Thank you, Ram. It was Ram. a great pleasure talking to you guys. Great fun also. Same. same. Uh, like I had a, a, a wonderful time talking to you. It was really yeah. good. Yeah, same here, Ram. Thank you. Tushar thank you so much uh, for coming on the show to answer questions with regards to IP trademark and all those jazzy stuff. If uh, any of you listeners out there have a question uh, that you'd like Tushar to answer, please use the Hashtag hash ask Marcus that is A S K M A R C A S on Facebook and Twitter, and we will uh, pick out the most interesting questions and answer them in an upcoming episode of Founders Gyan. Uh, so thanks, thanks again, Tushar, for uh, for agreeing to answer some of our listeners' questions. My pleasure, Ram. Also, a quick disclaimer: uh, this advice is gen- general in nature. If you have specific questions with regards to your brand or your trademark we suggest consulting a lawyer before taking any advice that you hear on this podcast what do the symbols tm and r signify and when can i use them 
both the symbols represent the status of a mark and the level of protection it has with them. A TM can be used with any common law usage of a mark or even when an application is pending with the registry. However, our mark can only be used by the owner of a registered trademark. So basically, uh, it means TM is when you have... Uh uh, when you are in the process of applying for a trademark while well, r is at the end of the trademark is 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 what i'm is that what i'm understanding is that correct yes so r is basically when you have received the final certificate everything is done then only you can use r i did not register my brand name and someone else is using it to sell similar goods what do i do now uh, for unregistered trademarks there is no statutory protection available However, there is a common law remedy available, but it is very difficult to get protection from there. So therefore, it is highly recommended to register your trademark at once since registration serves as a very important evidence that you are the rightful owner of the trademark. Okay, is it really necessary to get a trademark registered? If you want protection under the Trademarks Act, then yes. But even if like even if you have not registered, you do get certain remedies su- such as common law remedies. But the protection under those common law remedies are not that great as compared to the trademark trademarks act 1990 trademarks act. Okay, thanks uh, Tushar for uh, your time in answering these questions uh, for a limited time. Marcas uh, is offering free filing of trademark. You just have to pay the uh, the government registration fees more details can be had on www.marcas.in uh, thank you very much uh, tushar once again for your time thank you thank you Ram. thank you for having me on your show again there you have it folks another startup and the story behind its founder i hope you liked it as much as we did in producing the same do check out www.foundersgyan.com/ep53 for all the show notes i'll see you all next week with yet another startup and its journey But in the meantime, you do know what this show is meant to do. So go out there and take action on your own startup and have a great rest of the week ahead.